Welcome to the podcast Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, keeping the spiel real as we discuss today's habitual lifestyle with various topics, the occasional guest, women in business and fun, interesting chat. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent, work from home, have a sleepy commute to the office or flying high around the globe, there's something for everyone and anything goes, but keep it clean. It's just everyday life and how we fill it, so tune in and pump up the volume. It's good to talk with an appetite for life. So we're all on lockdown and there's one thing we're all complaining about and that's our hair. Never before have we missed our hairdressers so much as people are taking to cutting their own hair and buying over-the-counter hair dyes. I didn't cut my own hair but I did actually cut my husband's hair using five pairs of scissors, Three were large kitchen scissors, two were very tiny nail scissors and they were all blunt. I did it, it took me about two hours and it's only now when it's growing out that you can see how much I've actually hacked at it. But we do underestimate just how hardworking our stylists really are. In fact, they're probably using this time to allow their work injuries to heal. Just listen to the commonly diagnosed conditions attributed to hairdressing. There's locked joints in the neck or spine, repetitive strain injury, carpal tunnel syndrome, varicose veins, trapped nerves, tennis elbow, hair splints. It's no surprising really as they stand for long periods of time, usually with their arms at shoulder level. It's like a workout all day every day. I have to say though that the one thing I absolutely hate is washing and blow drying my hair. I find it takes too long, my arms ache and I never quite get those salon results. Believe it or not, research shows that the average time a woman spends to wash, dry and style her hair is 1 hour and 53 minutes per week. So by the time she's 65, she will have spent 7 months of her life doing her hair. So to save us some time, I asked Steve Bergen if he could give us some tips. So welcome Steve, thank you for joining us. I know you've been hairdressing for many, many years. So first of all, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your salon? Yeah, of course, Karen. Thank you. I started hairdressing when I was 20 years old. I worked in a factory for four years and then decided that I needed to change direction. So I went to train at Vidal Sassoon's in London and uh, had a fantastic time down there. Um, Obviously, in our industry, it's perpetual education anyway. And I started Stephen Bergen in uh, 2000. This is our 20th birthday year, uh, but unfortunately it's not quite the birthday year that I'd got planned. No, I can imagine 20 years, that's amazing. Congratulations, 20 years. So did you have a party plan then for this year? Uh, Well, we were going to spread it through the year, uh, sort of on a a drip feed really with a, Uh, sort of announcing it as our birthday and we've had a couple of things that we've done you know in sort of January February and early March and uh, we're on pause at the moment yeah pause most people are on pause aren't they well that's something to look forward to then when things uh, return to some kind of normality you can have a big celebration for that can't you yes definitely so of course life in lockdown has been a a life-changing experience for everyone so are you managing to still connect with your clients at the moment? Yes, I'm doing it really through social media, uh, yeah. with Facebook and Instagram. I'm doing, uh, we've been doing hot hair tips. We've just done four. We've done one a week. I send in 
images that we've done in the past of hairstyles, you know, keep it alive and yeah, yeah. Uh, interacting that way with them. It's really good because obviously they must be desperate to get their hair cut. I know yes. I am absolutely yeah. desperate. I mean, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's not very good if the hairdresser himself cannot get his hair cut, is it? Can't you do it yourself? You're not very exactly. good at doing it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have my it, no. Well, for some, every day in lockdown is a bad hair day. So can I pick your brains on the best ways to blow dry your hair? Maybe we should start from washing it, which is probably a simple task, but that's where the, the start of the salon experience really, really begins. Yeah, of course you can, yeah. So um, firstly, I think it's important to emphasise uh, using quality professional products. Um, it definitely is a situation where you will get um, more for your hair in terms of value for quantity. Less is more. Yeah. Uh, and also the products are a better standard, uh, tend to be sulfate-free, paraben-free. Use, use a good quality shampoo, good quality conditioner. Uh, we personally use in the salon all Joyco products. and okay. They're fantastic. Before you blow dry, one of the most important things you can do is to have a really thorough towel dry. It's really oh, right. important okay. to do that. And a lot of people don't do that. They tend to put, yeah, they tend to put their ch chosen styling products on the hair uh, before uh, they've towel dried it. And um, it dilutes the product quite a lot. And also then all you're going to get uh, by starting drying your hair from being too wet is to make your arm ache. So Very it's important true. to towel dry it, put in your product, and then, yeah, and then comb your hair into place, into uh, kind of how you wear it, and then take the dryer and put it on a, a fairly um, high heat but a low speed and keep the face of the dryer always at 90 degrees to your head. So if you're starting at the side, it's 90 degrees, and then as you move up through the top, um, it's 90 degrees and keep your, your wrist moving from left to right quite vigorously and that will lift the root. Don't worry about what the, the ends are looking like. Keep the dry face as close to your scalp as you can and that will give root lift. Um, and, you know, I mean, at Stephen Bergen, we always emphasize making the hair and the haircut do the work for the client. So if you've got the right haircut for your hair, this will just, um, just add to the uh, finish of the blow dry. And that, that power dry is so important because that gives you maximum root lift. A lot of people think you, you get root lift by working and working and working with the, um, the brush. Well, you don't actually. You get root lift by, if you power those roots, you'll get the lift. Then take your styling, um, your favorite brush or your favorite styling aid, and then start to work on your hair when it's, all, when it's almost dry, actually. You don't need a lot of... Uh, watering hair to get a great result. The styling, the styling magic only happens right towards the end of the uh, styling process when your hair is going from just damp to dry. That is why uh, that is why straighteners work. That is why heated rollers work. You know, you put you work on those with dry hair. If you use them, if you use those sort of things on damp hair, you're going to damage the hair. 
Do you know, that's so interesting listening to those tips because I'm guilty of going straight into soaking wet hair, quick towel dry and drying it. And my arms ache like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And I just get really, really bored. So it's not an enjoyable experience. So that's I'm going to really take that on board. Towel dry and then yeah. dry it 90 degrees until it's almost dry and then do the yeah. styling. Yeah. Ah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Well, thank Good. you very much, Steve. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I just... Yeah, I just hope that everything returns back soon so you can have that fabulous 20-year celebration. Can't wait. Well, enjoy um, the rest of your time at home because, like I say, we're not sure how long that will be. And uh, stay home and stay safe. You too, Karen. Stay safe. Thank you. So here's some fun, interesting facts on our hair. So apparently the average person has 100 to 150,000 strands of hair and each strand of hair can support 100 grams of weight. So if you have a long, full head of hair, you could support the equivalent of two elephants, but don't try this at home. If you want to grow your hair, it takes approximately seven years to grow it to your waist and three years to get it to your shoulders. In ancient Rome, women used to dye their hair blonde with pigeon dung. So if you get really desperate, I suppose you could uh, could give that a go. And DNA from your hair can detect a person's bloodstream, drug and alcohol use. Some interesting facts there. So now we can cope with washing and blow drying our hair. But how about actually cutting and colouring it? I mean, if you're anything like me, my roots are inches away from my scalp and my colour, 50 shades of grey. And I bet there's one thing that you've all been trying to do and that's cut your fringe or bangs as they're called. So I asked Caroline Johnson, who has just taken over a new hairdressing business for advice on cutting those bangs and colouring your hair. So welcome, Caroline. Great to have you on board today. So these would normally be really exciting times for you. I think you've recently taken over TPL in Nantwich. Hi, Karen. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so myself and my business partner, Philip, took over TPL in Nantwich back in October now. Um, so yeah, it is really exciting times. Should be celebrating though, rather than being on lockdown. I'm sure you should be having massive parties, the fact that you've got this new business and it's really <laughs> exciting. I know you couldn't write it, could you? <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. You, nobody thought it was going to escalate like this, did they? Can you believe the whole world's on lockdown? It's crazy. It is crazy. It doesn't feel real. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. So we're talking bangs. Why suddenly has the word bangs appeared? What are bangs? Um, so it's another name for a fringe. From my understanding, it's an American term. So in the UK, we would just call it a fringe, like a side fringe or a full fringe. Um, but yeah, I think the Americans came up with the term bangs and that's where it's come from. Like to be a bit different, don't they? Yeah, like to be a bit yeah. different. So I've seen many an image of haircuts going around on social media. People are hacking at their own hair, their partner's hair with some shocking results. So can you offer any tips on how we can maybe cut our own hair or be better still, cut our own bangs? Okay, yeah. So I've seen some... Um, some horror horror videos as well um if i was advising i probably would just leave um just leave your style if you if you really need to cut your fringe or your bangs um there's a few tips that we can offer and that is definitely don't do it wet um so if you cut your fringe when it's wet um, as soon as you dry it off it's going to spring up Shrink, yep. yeah of course um so we we tend to say do it dry um, and just do a little a little bit and then see how it's lying before taking any more off because if you go if you go straight in there and take an inch off and it looks too short you've had it there's no sticking it back <laughs> there's on. no going back 
there's yeah. no going back yeah um i mean if you can get yourself a pair of cheap hairdressing scissors i think you can get them online amazon um ebay I know, I know they are delivering at the minute. Um, if you can get yourself a, a cheap pair of hairdressing scissors, they're not very expensive. They're going to be a lot easier to use than yeah. um, like your kitchen scissors, for example. So if you can get hold of them, great. But don't worry if you can't. Um, how much? Sorry, how much would you say were not very expensive though for a cheap pair of hairdressing scissors? Oh gosh, you can you can get them for like twenty pounds. I mean that isn't oh, right, that isn't okay. that isn't what um, we would typically use in the salon. Um, they are they're a lot more expensive than that in the salon but they're going to be a lot sharper to use than your kitchen scissors for example but if that's all you've got available to you then by all means um, use them but just be a bit mindful that um, that they're not going to do as well of a job should I say no, no I <laughs> <Yeah>. can imagine <laughs> yeah. so when you were saying about haircuts then why would you say not to cut your your hair if you could if you could absolutely oh, help it it's really, really difficult to cut your own hair. Even as a stylist, um, it's not something that I would attempt to do myself because you see the videos where they bring it all around to the front, the front and sort of take an inch off. Um, and it can leave you with quite an unflattering shape. Um, right. And it, it might mean that when you come back to the salon, you have to have quite a few inches taken off to sort of level it up, for example, um, which might not be necessarily what you want. Um, yeah, and defeating the object, aren't you then, yeah. I suppose? Yeah, so what we're kind of promoting in the salon at the minute is just sort of leave it, embrace it, um, use conditioning treatments and um, yeah, just, just get really healthy hair, I would say. Um, but fringes, I think that's the main thing that clients have been talking to us about because it's, it's quite annoying having it on your face, it is isn't it? It is so <laughs> annoying, isn't it? Over, my fringe grows. I mean, I haven't got a fringe at the moment, but when I do, it grows so quick that normally I'm back at the salon every couple of weeks having it trimmed. So yeah. it really does yeah. need doing, doesn't it? It does. We, we typically offer free fringe trims in between your appointments in the salon. So you can just come in and get it tidied get up. But done. obviously yeah. that's not available. No, no. Um, I'm sure yeah. people are really missing it, aren't they? They really are missing it. We've never, never before have we had such respect for our hairdressers, put it that way. We'll never take you for granted again, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so I would just do a little bit, see how it's sitting. Um, don't do it, don't do it when it's wet because it will spring up. So do it dry. And if you can, do more of a sort of chipping in motion opposed right. to just cutting it straight blunt. You can, I mean, there's quite a lot of YouTube tutorials available at the minute, but I would say more of a chipping in motion is going to leave you with a softer fringe than just going straight across with a blunt fringe. Do you know, it's funny because I cut my husband's hair. To be fair, he has got really great thick hair. And if it was to cut, Anyone else's fine hair, it would really look diabolical. And I used five pairs of scissors. I used three pairs of kitchen scissors. None of them could cut butter. And I used two pairs of nail scissors. And it took me two oh, hours. Wow. I, had grazes. <laughs> I had grazes all over my fingers. But the end result was actually quite good until it started growing again. And you can see yeah. where I've hacked at it. But to be fair, he gets away with it because he's got really great thick hair. But my son said, oh, you can cut mine. I'm thinking, no, because he's got really fine hair. And it would really be a mess. No, you're right. You, but you're best probably not having a go if you see my results. Yeah, I think um, if you've got somebody to sort of help you and do it, um, I mean, clippers aren't too expensive. So if you're doing gents haircuts, I'm going to do a tutorial on um, my dad's hair. Um, because if they don't mind going really short with it, if, you, if you're doing sort of a, you know, a, a typical short back and sides, like a twos on the sides and a three on the top yeah. um, with, with your grades, that's 
probably one of the easier haircuts to do but as soon as you start introducing your scissors it does get quite tricky yeah. and I think um like if you if for example you you've done your husband's hair but for him to do it himself might have been a bit tricky oh, which is why I was definitely. saying especially ladies I think um if you're trying to cut your own styles it's gonna it is gonna be really difficult to do yeah, especially definitely. to reach the back what we are trying to say to our clients at the minute is don't worry if you mess up it's fine yeah. you know it, it's not going to be forever we're not going to be on lockdown forever and we're going to be here for you when the salon reopens again um so if you do make a little bit of a mistake don't worry and it's looking like we're on lockdown for the next few weeks or so so yeah, it's going to least, grow yeah definitely yeah. So I'm sure I'm not alone when I say my roots are horrendous and my colour is a 50 shades of grey. So what advice <laughs> can you give to help with root growth? Because that's another thing that is just awful to see, is it? especially if it's really quite thick and a few inches long. Yeah, um, I can honestly say I'm feeling your pain at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> regrowth. So if you... Um, like you've said, if you've got any grey um, and if you've got a dark colour, there's a couple of things that we're really recommending at the moment. And that is, um, there's a couple of temporary things that you can put on your hair that are sort of wash in, wash out. So there's, um, there's like a root powder and that's called Wow. And it, and it comes with a little like a brush applicator and you can just dust it into your hair. Um, so, so are these things wow. available? Are these things available, Caroline? Yeah. Where can you yeah. get those from? So again, Amazon, um, we've had a look and we've been recommending those to our clients at the moment. Amazon are delivering um, Wow. And there's another one which is in um, like an aerosol, an aerosol version. Yeah. And that's called a L'Oreal Root Touch-Up Spray. And that comes with a little nozzle. So that's quite easy to sort of just direct at your roots. Um, so they had sort of temporary measures, the wash in, wash out. Um, but they're great if you don't want to just sort of reach for the box dye straight away. Yeah, which um, I'm sure most people are because, of course, supermarkets sell colours, don't they? They do. Um, and if you've been lucky enough to get one, um, then great. But I know that when we were trying to advise our clients in terms of box colours, and it's not something that we would typically do, but we don't know how long we're going to be on lockdown. And we exactly. appreciate that, you know, it's, it is getting people down a little bit. But when we were trying to, um, to advise box colours, um, there wasn't that much available on Amazon. Um, so I think it's just been if you've been able to get one sort of at, at the supermarket. Um, but the only time I wouldn't really recommend to do it, and this is why I'm suffering with my roots at the moment, <laughs> is if you're a blonde. Um, if you say right, you've got yeah. dark hair and you're a blonde or you've got highlights, we're just not recommending it because there's two reasons. You can really damage your hair right. um, and it's going to go a little bit warm. And I know that from past experience. I've used box colours. Yeah, I've, um, this was well before I was hairdressing but I have used box colours and they do typically come out quite gingery and warm which right, then yeah. when you go back to the salon is going to be quite hard to then sort of correct if that makes I, sense. So. I think also as well with colours you buy over the counter as such the shades are never the same as the shades in a salon aren't they? They could be darker no. maybe or? Which is it's been quite hard for us to try and recommend and convert because I think um they typically come out quite a lot darker than you think. So you can pick up like a medium brown. And I've got a lot of clients that have said to me, oh my gosh, it's come out near enough black. black yeah. um, and that's, that's been my experience with box colours is they just sort of, they're not as shiny. Um, and 
that they're a little bit sort of matter and duller and they do come out a lot darker. So yeah. when we've been, when if clients are absolutely desperate and they've been asking us, I've always been recommending them like a shade above what they use because they always come out darker. Yeah, definitely. So um, of course you are new, you know, a new business owner. How are you managing to stay connected with uh, your staff, you know, colleagues, staff and clients? Well, um, it's been amazing really um, because we've been using Zoom, which I can imagine the rest of the country is using at the yeah. minute. Um, it's been fabulous. Yeah, we've been doing uh, like a weekly team meeting because uh, we've got two sister salons as well. We've got one in Sandbach and one in Leek. So they've all been having their team meetings. Um, and then we've been doing a lot of sort of fun activities for them, quizzes, bingo. Oh, um, we even did live drawing in one night. <laughs> Not, uh, not new drawing, I hope, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been really, it's been amazing. Um, we, we really have tried to stay connected um, and I think we've managed to do that. And I think it is because, you know, platforms like Zoom are so readily available to us. That's it. Um, everyone's using yeah. it it's brilliant it really is a great platform to stay connected i mean obviously with family and friends and that you've got video chat you know whatsapp and facetime oh, yeah, which brilliant. is just as good but i think it's really coming into its own at this time isn't it for everybody it is yeah um and in terms of keeping connected with clients um we've been doing a weekly um hair sos zoom meeting as well so if clients um, have got any questions for us about the hair we can we can answer it and that's been um that's been really popular so we've had um one one person from each salon on that every week and it's been great actually we've not had that many hair questions to be honest it's been brilliant i think the clients have just been enjoying um talking to us and, and yeah, the same it. for us really with you. yeah yeah i'm sure that people are desperate to make an appointment because the minute your doors open you're going to be inundated but because we don't know you can't really take appointments can you no so we're not making appointments at the moment um but we have got a priority list set up already and waiting ah, yeah, um, because yeah because we've got sort of six weeks worth of clients now that we've had to contact um so we are having to sort of backdate it from day one really so we've got a priority list and um if clients haven't had an appointment they can they can also ring up and um, be added to our priority list so as soon as we're back open again we can just let everybody know yeah. and gauge it from there really really good so yeah. will you be having any celebrations then when you get back or have you already had those in october or um we're actually planning a refurb in august i know it's a few months away but um we were we were hoping to have a, a big celebration then when we've had the refit um so i'm really looking forward to that and like i say now is a great time to sort of get it all planned and everybody's been yeah. saying oh are you still doing it are you still doing it and we're like yes we definitely are yeah. <laughs> and now is the time to plan it so yeah it's really exciting very good well i really look forward to coming to see the salon when it opens again and i just oh, want to say good. thanks very much for for joining me today and i wish you all the best in your new venture You've been listening to An Appetite for Life with me, Karen Kelly, sponsored by Dane Bank Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you have anything you wish to bring to my attention or discuss on this podcast, then please get in touch. You can email me, Kelly at btinternet.com. It's good to talk with an appetite for life.